Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. On this weekend, before we celebrate Thanksgiving, we're going to start early. And uh, I hope we start the day after Thanksgiving, starting to be thankful, if you know the truth. and Because the Bible puts a premium on Thanksgiving. Uh this is Bert Harper, along with host, our co-host, Nathan Harper. Nathan, I really, I, I can, I believe I can say this. I do not know anything that's more important for a Christian than to be thankful. And in that thankfulness, we're to be able to share the truth of Christ. So I, I want to share a verse of Scripture I think that will help us uh, start this program. It's in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19, or verse 18. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And I could not help but notice in everything, not for everything, but in everything, and then the will of God in Christ Jesus he just didn't say the will of God. He didn't say in Christ Jesus. I, I, when I see that compound in the scriptures, take notice. I don't care where it is, when it says Lord God, when it says the Lord Jesus Christ, notice the compound, the words there, the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This is very important to have a thankful, thankful spirit. Nathan, having that gratitude is a important aspect of the Christian walk, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, it's our really first um, heart response in in worship. You know, that's what worship is. It's a response. And what should that response be? Well, it's Thanksgiving. It's great uh, being grateful uh, for the gift of grace that God has given us in Christ. And so what's what's amazing is even that Thanksgiving, even that gratefulness comes from God. So we're, we're purely a reflection of who God is and what he's doing in the world. And Thanksgiving, being able to give thanks to God, both, uh, I would say, personally, privately, but even publicly, including others, uh, is an important part of our walk with Christ and our witness in the world. And today on Exploring Missions, we want to encourage you and uh, really request of you to, to have that attitude of thankfulness and let it be expressed. Now, we're looking at a focus, a group of people that we're thankful for today, and that is in the area of military. Now, honestly, I did not know I was doing this until I put the names down, and then I connected the dots. God's already got the dots connected, and sometimes <laughs> we discover those dots after we've done it. But we have three people here in the studio that work here at AFA, AFR, and they're a blessing to us beyond measure, and I've gotten to know them. Some of them I've known longer than others. Others I'm getting to know even better. And uh, so we want to introduce them first. Bobby Rosa. Bobby, welcome. Good to be here, Bert. Thanks so much for the offer. Well, it is great to have you. You're a board op, engineer mm -hmm. there, and take care of AFA at the core. Mm -hmm. I know that, mm -hmm. and we appreciate that, man. How long have you been here now? 
Oh, gosh. Um, working on a full year. Ah, so it's okay. uh, been 10 months so far. Okay. Pat Montague. Yes. Okay. She is. She has done exploring missions for us before when Devin could not be here or Adam could not be here. Uh, she she puts on the board at exploring missions sometimes and exploring the word as well. And so, Pat, how long have you been at AFR? 21 years. 21 years. Okay. Well. She's the... S- well, let me fit. She has seniority. <laughs> Isn't that, is Mark, is that the wise way to say it? She has seniority here at the table. That's a good way to say it. Okay. We could okay. say she's seasoned, but maybe we don't want to say that either. That's right. <laughs> she has seniority. The other guest is Marcos, and Mark is, he's been here at AFA. He is, he he's in the production part, and Pat as well, and uh, they both do, you'll hear their voices every once in a while. I say, whose voice is that? Maybe Pat's and maybe Mark. Now that I work here and I listen to AFA and I listen to the promotion, I always pick out whose voice is doing that and yeah. promoting that. Mark, you've been here at AFR how long now? Seven years and a month. Seven years and a month. Man, he's got it down there. So anyway. I could even tell you the days. Oh, wow. So Nathan, these are three individuals that work here in the Lord's Army. You remember that little children's song, We're in the Lord's yeah. Army? And uh, but they work here at AFR, and it isn't a joy. I know you don't stay here all the time, but when you get to come in and be with us, it's a joy to work with people like this, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, it's um, you just you just are thankful. Uh, speaking of being thankful um, for people's service to the Lord, and um, you know when you when you come into AFA AFR uh, headquarters and you and you put faces with uh, voices. And you get to meet people. Just the joy that that uh, just is on every everyone's face and in everyone's heart. It's uh, it's obvious. And so I'm just thankful for everyone's service. I am too. But these people have another common, and I got to do this quickly, or we won't get to the to the bottom of all the interviews. They have a military background a little bit. Now, Bobby, okay, tell us about your military background. Sure. It's um, it's just under thirty years. Uh, for, for the most part, um, that was on active duty with an Air National Guard unit, specifically within the state of Virginia. But before that, I was in the regulars for uh, just over eight years, and the vast majority of that time was spent uh, in Germany with an F-15 unit, and uh, kind of finished up my time uh, after a short stint in my, early in my career in D.C., I went to um, to finish up with the Air Force Intelligence Agency in San Antonio. Okay. Hey, he's been around, Nathan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's something. I have a dear friend that was uh, in the Air Force for 30 years. He mm-hmm. retired and then started pastoring, then became a missionary. Nice. You're talking uh-huh. about being around. He, he was around quite yeah. a bit and uh, enjoyed that. Pat, tell us about your military background. It's a little different than Bobby's, but... Let's yeah, I'm I'm the rogue here. I I was an US Army wife for um 12, no, 14 years. Um my husband had done his enlisted time prior and then he did reserve time after. So he has a total of about 26 years. Um in that time we were at different locations stateside, but we did spend three years in Germany, Nuremberg. And, um, 
yeah, that's a special place in my heart there. Okay, we're going to get to that. We, we, I told everybody else, if, if we run out of time, we're cutting everybody else off <laughs> and letting Pat tell her story. <laughs> Mark, military background. Let me yeah. see. Uh, I've heard... St- Mark's a great storyteller. Yes. Uh, oh, uh, if we do devotion and everybody know Mark's going to do it, everybody shows up because they know there's a good story coming. But uh, Mark, tell us about military in your in your life. Well, I'm uh, a military brat. Uh, my dad was in the Air Force for 20 years, and here I'm coming up on 60 years of age and still being called a brat. Uh, <laughs> some, some things you never outlive. I mean, that's the whole idea. I think there's reasons why certain people do not outlive their nickname. But we were at uh, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base when I was until I was six years old, then... Uh, Johnson Space Center, NASA, uh, near Houston, then uh, Patrick Air Force Base near Kennedy Space Center in, in Florida, and then Patrick uh, Vandenberg Air Force Base out in California. And uh, I didn't know it until after he retired, but my dad was the Titan launch manager for seven years uh, there at Vandenberg Air Force Base. Could never tell us because it was all classified Amen. work. Yeah, so I anyway, uh, but I I really learned to uh, take for granted the beautiful places I lived, yeah. and since uh, leaving uh, the coast of California, I've seen a lot of the rest of the world, and not a lot of it looks that pretty <laughs> as California. Yeah, yeah. Well, beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. We won't discuss that right now. <laughs> okay, uh, but Nathan, when we hear these stories about them serving, it, isn't it awesome to be connected? We talked about, and I bring this in. It's great to be connected to the staff at AFR, but isn't it also great to be connected with military families? Yeah, it really is. And whether, you know, um, it, it is a, uh, a child of, of a military serviceman or woman, uh, a spouse, or actually the, the service person in the, in the military. Um, and here we are talking about service, um, you know, for God in, at AFR and AFA. You know, the service that is given uh, can be given to God um, and and others are the recipients of that that service and that sacrifice and and the the call that God has placed on someone else's life. We get to receive the benefit from that. And it's just wonderful to be able to see and know the people who are putting that service forward. Uh, One, to be able to give them thanks, to give God thanks for them, but just to hear their stories and know, um, hey, they're people just like me. And my service, wherever that might be, can be useful as well. With this in mind, we want to tell you what we want you to do. Two or three things. One, if you know those military families, be thankful for them and mm-hmm. let them know you think. It is a sacrifice. I've seen it, and I've pastored them, and I know that. And uh, so that sacrifice is real. But we're concentrating on Thanksgiving. And so we want to make it known. We're thankful for you guys and your service with your family regardless uh, what it was, Army or Air Force. And uh, so we, we appreciate it so much, and we want that to be expressed, and that's what this program's about. One of the things is expressing that ministry of thanksgiving, and it's missional. Uh, people really notice a thankful heart. A thankful heart has a missional approach to life. Uh, people tend to want to do that. In Romans 1, 21, it talks about they were unthankful. 
And when they were unthankful, if you'll read Romans 1, you'll find out it leads to a downward spiral for an individual, a family, or a country. Thankfulness is one of the most important things that you can develop in your walk with the Lord. It is missional, and it's purposeful. With that in mind, we want to talk about celebrating Thanksgiving at this point in time. And, Pat, I'm going to start with you because I want your story in. I don't want to be cut off. Uh, you served. You were, your husband was in Germany during Thanksgiving period of time. All three years. All three years. Mm-hmm. How is it serving? Is Thanksgiving celebrated? You was, were you on the military uh, base? We or? were not. We were living on the economy, and um, uh, there is a whole different element when you are outside of your nation and you are outside of your peers a lot of the time. So what we did, my husband became a company commander while we were there. And as the two years he was a military commander, excuse me, we opened up our home as small as it was and had um, as many of his um, troops in to celebrate, have a nice Thanksgiving meal. Now, the, the mess hall does a pretty decent job if they're on barracks. Um, But if they're not, if they're on the economy, there is nowhere to go and get that traditional meal. There's no one to really pal around with and talk about the, the things you're thankful for unless you have made really close connections already. And some of these folks are coming in just days before. They're still not settled. So we would have them in. We'd just have a come and go day. Uh, we cook and do all the traditional Thanksgiving um, dishes and just let them hang out as long as they wanted to. Was it hard to get the food? Uh, we had to make substitutions. I wondered. I, I just wondered. I didn't know turkey or ham. I didn't know or dressing or stuffing, whichever way people We were do able that. to get turkey because we had the commissary. Um, so they d- tried to do a good job of keeping us stocked with things that they knew we wanted. But there were lots of times when we had to substitute things. Um, but I think what you're really wanting me to talk about is what um, the Lord did in his tremendous kindness uh, as a result of us going to Germany. When you are um, in your early 30s and you're rebellious and you don't want to know anything about God. Mm-hmm. You've you've raised been raised in church, you've seen a lot of fakeness and you just don't want any part of it. Jesus called that hypocrisy by mm-hmm. the way. Yes. Okay, let's be very frank um, about it. Getting ripped away from the people you love and mm-hmm. transplanted, you know, several thousand miles away will bring you to a stark reality awareness that you didn't have so i can remember um we were in a hotel for three months while we waited for something to open up and um finally got an apartment and i had uh two deliveries one from the household goods that had been packed up and sent with us and one from the army issue which brought us a refrigerator and um, sofas and beds because you can't get that kind of stuff there um, not cheaply. Anyway, uh, I'm surrounded in this apartment by strangers, not knowing there were three other American families in the building. 
um, boxes up to my eyes and very being very overwhelmed. I couldn't call my mom. I couldn't call my sister because it's very expensive to make a phone call. And um, someone knocked at my door about three days into this. And she had in one hand a plate of cookies and in another hand a teapot full of tea. <laughs> and so she was an American enlisted wife who came and visited me. We shared her tea and her cookies, and her little daughter was delightful. And we just instantly bonded. And so uh, about two days later, we did it again. And as she was leaving, she said to me, you know, on Tuesday mornings, I go to PWOC. That's Protestant Women of the Chapel. And would you like to go with me? I didn't know what PWOC meant then. (laughs) And... She told me, and in my head, I'm screaming, no, 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 no way. And out of my mouth came, sure, yeah, that sounds like fun. <laughs> and so we agreed to meet, and we took the Strassenbahn, and we went to the, the uh, chapel, and we met with about 16 to 20 other ladies, and it was... Amazing. It wasn't what you had feared? No, not at all. These ladies literally loved me to Jesus. Hmm. Um, They put their arms around you. They all have the same experience. They've been ripped away from their families. Hmm. They are in a foreign country where they may not speak the language, and they just threw their arms around us and loved me. And um, a few weeks later... In the midst of a little singing service, something inside my heart broke, literally, <laughs> and I surrendered my life to Jesus. And um, that's why that place has an ultimately special place in my heart. Mm. Nathan, mm. when you hear stories like that, it on, you know, the only words that come to my, my mind is only God, you know? Do you think that yeah. as well? Yeah, and, you know, just thinking about the experience of uh, thousands of service uh uh, families, military families who are uh, overseas, and then even uh, the millions more just individuals around the world who are living in a in a country and a culture away from, you know, what they consider home. Um, and you understand, you know, there's a lot of loneliness, um, and God can reach into that loneliness and, and transform people's lives and, and show them his love. And he does it through other people, through through followers of Jesus People that are around with, them. You know, someone with skin on. It's amazing how God right. does that. The first problem man ever faced was aloneness. You know, it's yeah. not good that man should be alone. Bobby, you spent some time uh, overseas at a base on Thanksgiving. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, it was uh, very similar to Pat's, um, not in coming to Jesus at that time. I would say a long time coming as a believer. Um but I always had a, a, a fear of Jesus, if you will. Um, I wasn't one to take his name in vain and, and things of that nature. That just just was not me. But um, relating mostly uh, for my time in Germany, uh, I was married for a short period of time there. Um, but I was single most of the time I was in Germany and spent time in the dorms, number of, number of years in the dorms, which was just down the street from the dining hall the aerospace dining facility, as we referred to it as. <laughs> and um, the, the services do um, a pretty pretty fair job around the holidays of trying to take care of folks, obviously a long way away from home. 
Um, so I, we were very grateful for that. And then, of course, we would uh, go to the Airmen's Club or the NCO Club and and gather around the TVs, not quite as big as they are <laughs> they are now or, or, or <laughs> effective technology. But, you know, we would spend our time uh, commiserating, enjoying football, things of that nature, just being grateful to have a place to celebrate the holiday and and things of that nature. But it could be a lonely time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Because, you know, these are the same people that you typically are working with on a daily basis, but it's just not the same. Now, uh, these are stories about people in Germany. I, I want Mark to contribute here, okay? <laughs> here you are. You did not leave the States, which nope. I would go from nearly the East Coast to the West Coast. You yeah, guys made mm. quite a bit of journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thanksgiving at your house, Did you, y'all, since your family was there, did y'all have family housing? How, yes. how did celebration? Yeah. We lived on the base housing, almost uh, every base, I guess, in uh, Texas we didn't. But otherwise we did. And um, fortunately, uh, I was one of... Uh, Five siblings, uh, five, five boys. So we had plenty of people uh, to celebrate with, and uh, um, my mom and dad were uh, both Christians. I had that advantage, and uh, and so we actually gave thanks at mm-hmm. Thanksgiving around our own kitchen table in our in our own home, and uh, and really did celebrate uh, very much. And now. Uh, there were some advantages and disadvantages to being uh, a military brat. Um, uh, one of the advantages was uh, learning to, uh, well, seeing a whole lot of different places and, mm. and then learning how to uh, relate with a whole lot of different people and recognizing that uh, all people are, are people. And, uh, you know, God uh, loves us all and, and uh, everybody should be treated equally and uh I, I never noticed that anybody was a, a different color than me. It didn't matter. They were mm-hmm. just an, another point. Uh, member of a military family, and we were all uh, getting along there. Mm-hmm. And um, another advantage was uh, I got to be part of not only – in each place that we lived, my folks would uh, find – it was their tradition to find a local church off the base. We didn't attend at uh, base chapel. Uh, but they found a Lutheran church off base, and, and we'd get involved with that. Uh, and then also PYOC, Protestant Youth of the Chapel. <laughs> and uh, one time uh, for a year, I was, I was the president of the Luther League at church and also of PYOC right. on base. And so I got uh, kind of a double helping of, nice. of uh, church fellowship. and uh, Leadership early on, Mark. That's mm, it. it. It was a lot of fun. Now, one of the disadvantages was uh, uh, being torn away, as Pat had said, uh, periodically, every every uh, two or three, uh, three or four years when my dad got restationed, uh, I had to say goodbye to all my friends and Consequently, I never learned how to make long-term friends, and it, mm. uh, it befuddles me in places like Minnesota or Mississippi where people never, ever have left where they uh, yeah. were born and Quit, grew up. Now, you don't need to talk about people like <laughs> me here. Uh, I, asked, seriously, I, I thought, Lord, I surrendered. I thought, man, here I come, Argentina. Here I come, Texas. The furthest I've lived from where I was born is 30 miles, and I've made the circle around there and staying in the Lord's will. And uh, so, Nathan, these are stories that, that these people have come to us with. But next, what we want to concentrate on, make sure we get this in, how churches 
close by, especially military bases, mm-hmm. can minister. Mm-hmm. Uh, churches, you, you experienced a little bit. A lot of times churches do not take advantage of the opportunities they have. You experienced that over in Atlanta with refugees, churches not not reaching out beyond mm-hmm. their own walls. How man, Churches need to look at that and launch out, don't they? Yeah, I mean, you could call it backyard blindness, if you will. Uh, we're we're just as as a church, a local church, we're n- usually not very good at noticing just what's in our own neighborhood and what's in our own backyard and what are the needs around us that you know we don't necessarily have to travel across the world to meet needs. Uh, we can just you know right there in the same neighborhood, and so um, yeah, it's important to if if there are uh, military institutes uh, anywhere and there's there's a lot more than probably what we uh, even know or think um, there, there's there's people away from home during Thanksgiving and Christmas holidays and the church can can really make a, an impact in people's lives at that point okay we want to talk about that in about a minute at least per person here when you think about a church reaching out to like you were especially when you were single let's let's concentrate mm, on yeah. that. What would have a church coming on board, either in, in the States or Germany, coming on, you know, side by side to, to draw you in, Bobby? What would have worked, do you think? Wow. Um, I think just to just to know that a church was there to offer its services um, to young airmen and uh, people far away from home and, and knowing that they were far away from home and, and a lot of the coworkers that I had— uh, helped out in that regard as well in terms of are we doing okay is is life treating us well if you will and uh if a church locally can do that uh, just to let people know that hey that we're here um set up flyers post flyers around the base which they can certainly get permission to do that very easily uh, just to let them know that we're here if you need us we want to talk Amen. to you. We want to. Yeah. We want to t- tell you about the the word of Amen. God and what Jesus uh, can fill in terms of your he heart and that void in that heart. He can. Yeah. Pat for a couple. Okay, you can see where I'm going. A single guy, a couple, family's yours, Mark. Okay. How do we reach a couple? Well, <laughs> we were actually reached out to by a, a small church in, during some time where you're stationed in Huntsville, Alabama. We had a two-year-old at the time, and she was um, a typical two-year-old, terrible, and uh, very overwhelming for me and for John. So um, we actually had uh, someone in our apartment complex come and give us a flyer to a parenting class that this little tiny Wesleyan church was offering. and that was one of the ways that we got involved in that church. Um, again, people need to be loved. Mm. And that love can take a lot of different forms. And just be open and listening to the Holy Spirit to offer what you have. You don't have to have a lot, but just offer what you have, and people will respond. When they love your children. I guarantee you it draws you in. Absolutely. Mark, you got about 30 seconds. What yeah. did they do to reach a, a family with five boys, man? <laughs> well, uh, at uh, in the churches that we attended, they, they embraced us as part of the family, even though they knew we were liable to leave in three or four years and uh, just opened their hearts to us and, and let us be a part of them. And, and um, 
embraced us at every level. That was the way to do it. Hey, Nathan, outreach, it's good anywhere, anytime. Germany, California, Huntsville, Alabama, it can happen, can it? It can. You know, 2 Corinthians 9.12 says, For the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing in many acts of thanksgiving to God. Thank you for listening to Exploring Missions. Be on mission for God.